0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Uh, Welcome to the Perkins Platform. Uh, This is a solutions oriented talk radio show and podcast. Each broadcast, we dedicate about 30 minutes to explore contemporary issues and solutions of interest in education leadership. And this is your host, Brian Perkins. Uh, This broadcast, we have a special guest all the way from Brisbane, Australia, Dr. Selena Bartlett. Welcome, Selena.
0: Oh, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here.
1: Well, thank you. Um, Dr. Bartlett is a professor of neuroscience at the Queensland University of Technology in Brisbane. Um, she's the CEO and founder of Fit, Incorporated, she's going to talk a little bit about that, some of the work she's doing. Um, and I'm excited because um, the topic is one that is very interesting uh, to me on uh, neuroplasticity and and uh, brain science. Um, we and, and so we have a one of the world's experts in this area um, who's going to talk to us about her research and and some of the work out there. Um, uh, Selena, you know, I I remember quite a few years ago hearing first about. Uh, neuroplasticity, and I remember thinking, boy, that's one of those SAT words. Um, and, mm-hmm. um, and so I, I thought, you know, that it was something very complicated, um, although the kind of the mechanisms may be, but it's kind of a very simple uh, um, kind of uh, way of thinking about um, the way our brains work and how we can train our brains. Um, do you want to say a little bit first? Um, tell me a little bit about, um, from your perspective, um, what neuroplasticity is, and and um, uh, we'll we'll jump off from there.
0: It is actually quite simple. I think you showed that on that picture that you had to advertise this podcast, where you had like a, a neuron, and then you had the neuron with. Um, more branches and so I guess the best way to think about this that everyone can relate to is like the bottom like roots of a tree they're the baseline Mm -hmm. foundation that keeps a tree growing and as because uh, most people listening to your podcast are in the educational space then they understand Mm -hmm. what neuroplasticity is because they give someone something to read and then they can't read it and then they can read it so why is it that they can now read it? Well, it's because there's a tra- change that's happened inside the brain. And that change mm-hmm. is just really like those, the things that you see growing in, in a pot plant. Um, it's the same mm-hmm. thing. They keep growing when you feed them the right nutrients, and then it becomes a permanent change. And it mm-hmm. it's really is a physical change that's taking place in the brain. And um, and that's what I study is those physical changes that are happening in the brain. And I sure. think that's the big change that's happening now for our future is us teaching and understanding that's not just about reading. It's about how you can train the brain and to tap into those physical strong features of the brain. That we don't do mm-hmm. right now. I don't think. I think we understand it from learning, but we don't understand it from daily living, and that's what we're talking about today, which I'm really excited about.
1: Right, absolutely, and and there's so many things that uh, you've written uh, that talk about how to change the brain in a lot of ways. You know, I think about that old adage: you can't uh, teach an old dog new tricks, and actually, <laughs> that's not true.
0: I know. You can. I know. You can, can and we're to blame for that because um, how that came about as a neuroscience, I'm a neuroscientist, and um, that came about because that's what we thought once upon a time, in the sense that Mm -hmm. we thought the brain was not changeable after the age of 25. You've probably heard that a lot. And that came because of research that happened in the visual cortex, that's the part where we see. Um, So the first neuroscience uh, understandings and mappings happened in the visual system. And what they demonstrated quite clearly is that the visual cortex got fixed. You know what I mean? Like it it, like it grew Mm -hmm. and it changed and then you couldn't change it after about the age of twenty five and and so subsequently what happened in terms of research in the space is we then applied that to all our systems as we tend to do as humans. Ah. We like simple solutions. And actually, just like everything else in your body, it's a quite a dynamic system that can be changed and we now know you can change it for your whole life. And, uh, Absolutely, and we get into the reasons why people don't, <laughs> and why we get stuck. Mm-hmm. And I think they're the. the in my opinion, uh, that's the breakthrough that's happening now is our understanding. We can now see it, and um, we can see inside the brain for the first time. And I think that mm-hmm. is the big change that's taking place.
1: Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. And so you have one of your books, uh, "Smashing Mindset." Um, train your brain to reboot recharge reinvent your life um, and i know that you know a lot of your research and some of the things that you've you've written about uh, span a lot of areas that apply to our daily lives and, and apply to some of us and not others but they include um, you know things like fitness and weight loss and and addiction mm-hmm. and so on and so forth but what's mm-hmm. fascinating to them yeah. About this is that you know that you, you're really you've taken some of this and you're saying here's how the neuroscience applies to you in in how you can re reimagine yourself um, and and. And not necessarily trick your brain, but train your brain. I know sometimes we say you have to trick yourself into doing something, but in this case, it's a matter of training. Can you say, tell me a little more about that? the, the possibilities that exist in those areas that I just mentioned?
0: Yeah, so I guess the greatest breakthrough that I'd like to share um, in terms of it's the separating the brain from yourself. So we have come to believe who we are and what we've been told, but a lot of it's not true because um, it's just learning. The brain's a learning machine, so it learns tricks to keep itself safe in this world. And we inherit our brains from over multiple generations. So you actually don't even know the brain you have in all honesty you only know certain aspects of it and you know certain behaviors you have learnt to stay safe mm-hmm. so what i mean by that is the brain's incredibly old and it's been evolving over millions of years the thing that's missing from the brain space in terms about these conversations that are now starting in 2021 which i'm really excited about i think the pandemic and COVID has allowed a window to open for everyone to see mm-hmm. that we're all impacted in some way and that's now allowing us to see for the first time in history that each of us need to train our brain on a daily basis. Otherwise, the brain trains us because the brain's a massive mm-hmm. machine. Um, and its main goal is to keep you safe and alive in this world. And so, therefore, to do that, its main job is to process looking for threats. So as you know, because of doom scrolling, if you've heard of that term, and because of the way the news is presented to us and our daily lives Mm -hmm. present multiple levels of stress from a brain perspective. So therefore, once we understand that the brain is a dynamic organ, just like your arms or your legs, Mm -hmm. and it's a piece that's missing in terms of us being shown or being told or teaching people that they can empower themselves to treat their brain like a muscle, mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: and when they do that on a daily basis, from the way, from learning how it works, um, the things that I've seen happen when people are tapping into this, they're actually retraining the brain or training the brain from a, like a muscle, and then eventually the brain opens up new pathways, in a sense, as we talked about right in the beginning, from the trees, the roots of a tree, and, the, and how it's looking for mm-hmm. nutrition. Um, you can mm-hmm. either give it bad nutrition and, and it'll wither away over time or you give it good nutrition and it flourishes, it becomes green and you get new leaves and new growth. The brain sure, is exactly sure. the same. So what you feed mm-hmm. it is what it becomes. Um, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. those nutrition, that nutrition, as you mentioned, are foundational things like... Um, What you're putting your brain's attention towards first thing in the morning, um, what you're feeding it from a nutrition perspective, and then how much exercise you're actually doing for your body also impacts your brain. And they're they're just small little things, and that's just the way to get started. And I talk a lot about that because I think that's the piece that's missing. We're so used to using the brain as a device for bad things you have a problem, you're weak, you you need to change this, you need to go and deal with that, Mm. when it's actually not true. The brain's actually incredibly strong, it's very resilient. And when you give it the right ingredients, it will perform for you the way it needs to. And Mm. I've seen this in my own life in multiple ways. Mm -hmm. So, um, and I'm happy to discuss that from a personal point of view. Anything anyone wants to ask me, I'm happy to answer. And yes, yeah, sorry. Yeah,
1: yes. Yeah, yeah. so I was going to say, absolutely. I know there's quite a delay, uh, probably about a second delay uh, for us because of uh, the distance. But I was, I was just about to add. I would love to hear a real example if you have one, um, because that it's really fascinating to me that a lot of what you said about what you see it, and quite literally, um, not just. Kind of a consumption point of view of eating food it is that too, but also the 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 idea of what you what you expose your brain to impacts your brain and it it alters your perspective, it alters your way of seeing self and others um, so i and I know mm-hmm. that in terms of some of the things that i I read um that you've written about. Uh, that have to do with uh, emotional eating, fitness, and others. But I'd love to hear your your personal example.
0: Yes. So um, I don't even know where to start because, as you know, you've seen my TED Talks, I could talk about this for days on Mm -hmm. end. But um, it all started because my sister got a mental illness and didn't like how she was treated in 1989. And so I went on a journey to understand how the brain works because it was clear to me that no one seemed to understand because the way she was treated made it very clear. They put her in a straitjacket, gave her an overdose of haloperidol, and then she ended up taking her life about 18 years after that because the treatment was like everyone's told that you're to live with this for the rest of your life and um, that didn't make sense to me and I was a pharmacist at the time Um, so I went off and went back and I did my PhD and I've been studying the brain ever since so the stuff I'm telling you now comes from a deep understanding and being in the field across all fields of neuroscience and then also in alternate fields seeing what people are doing in those alternate fields and um Mm -hmm. The thing I've come to learn is that neuroplasticity and the breakthroughs in neuroscience and genomics are the revolution in terms of how to take mental health and turn it into brain health and fitness. So um, on a personal side, for people to understand what they can do for themselves immediately right now is simply like just put your shoulders back and take a deep breath and just notice immediately, do you feel a little bit better? And, and what you've actually done is train a really small part of your brain to have a bit of relief from stress. Now imagine if you knew how to do that every day, don't you think your brain's gonna perform a little bit better? That simple idea, why aren't people doing it? Because our brain's so stressed out, it's not capable of even hearing what I just said. So I didn't believe that (laughs) for a long time uh, because I'm medically trained, I'm a pharmacist. So I spent actually 12 years, I was running a lab at University of California, San Francisco, and I was actually <laughs> developing medications for mental health, and, and I've written a hundred scientific papers as well in this space. So I just want to let everyone, I say that because I want people to understand that this is coming from a deep place, it's not some woo-woo, um, misunderstanding, um, another intervention. What I've come to see, both for myself and through my research, is the brain needs to be trained like you would train a bicep in your arm. And that's because we actually don't understand the brain we've inherited. Mm -hmm. And we now know that adverse childhood experiences over multiple generations impact the way the brain's hearing, listening, what we call executive function. It's our ability to say no to ourselves is impacted by trauma over many generations. And I just like wow. to call word, word stress. And stress impacts the human part of the brain, which is, sits right at the top, what we call the prefrontal cortex. And it's in that prefrontal cortex, that front part of the brain, that you can feel when you put your hand up on your forehead. In that part of the brain, that's where you stop yourself from doing things. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. under stress, you can't stop yourself from doing things like as an example, you have a really hard day, by the night time you want to drink or you want to overeat on chocolate and strawberries and all those things that make you feel good. Um, that's coming from lots of stress on the brain and the brain trying to save you from feeling stressed. Mm-hmm. So as you can see, if, if you've inherited this way of living or you've, or you've encountered a lot of adversity in your life, you can see why it's so difficult to have really good executive function. What I mean, why it's so hard to not be impulsive, make make good decisions in the short term that lead to long-term great decision-making and goals in your life. These are the foundational skills for life. So if your teachers listening to me or your educational leaders, you have to understand that if the teachers are stressed out and they're not training their brain, there's no way you're going to have a well-trained, resilient classroom because the teacher is a reflection of what the classroom is experiencing because of the way mirror neurons reflect. So what I always, as I said to you earlier before we started this podcast, I'm about to start a whole brain health um, with a colleague of mine, uh, Cheryl Batchelor. We're about to implement Mm -hmm. a whole brain health initiative across a whole school that involves teachers, students, parents, and the whole community. Because it's not enough for for students to learn this, it's not enough for teachers to do it. It requires parents that are also stressed out because it all starts at the home, as you know. Um, Mm -hmm. It's a whole community-wide, society-wide effort that has to take place as we step out of this whole focus on mental health and illness into brain health and fitness around education, mm-hmm. around brain science, around understanding what we didn't know before, because people didn't know, we didn't know what we didn't know before. Do you know what I mean? And so uh, there's yeah. so many interventions for the brain, but no real, just straight training. <laughs> do you know what I mean? That everyone mm-hmm. can do. No, yeah, no, absolutely. Do you know absolutely. What I mean?
1: Well, you know, I, thank you So I um, just want to say, I'll just that. add,
0: um, can I just, can I add just personally, As I changed my mind from needing to develop medications into implementing this in my own daily life, I I had become very unhealthy, unhappy, and unfit as I was working in my lab and developing medications. As I came into understanding the power of grasping neuroplasticity, one, to apply to my own life, and then two, to reinvigorate and change my own research lab, my whole life changed, too. Mm. So, both my body—I can send photos if you like—and um, uh, you know, it doesn't mean I don't have daily struggles. I do, but I can see now where it's coming from, and I can make change. And that I could mm-hmm. not do before. I was my brain was in control before, and so this concept we're talking about is um, really powerful and really exciting. And it's a it's to provide inspiration and hope so people can see what change looks like as well. And that's why I now write about it for a general audience um, rather than just in scientific papers, because that's once you learn something, I believe, you're when you're given this life, then and you and you've asked to be shown how things work, then it's your duty then to share that knowledge as widely and as accessible as possible. And that's what I love about mm-hmm. podcasts. And our new capacity to share this information with people that we didn't have before
1: absolutely absolutely and and do so all over the world um, um I, I, yes. am, I you know you said you said so much just now um if i had if if we were texting, I would send you uh the emoji that had the exploding plane, so um, just know that that's, I know. that's the way I, see the way I feel so right sorry. now. With the, Yep. no, no, no. And that's not a bad way at all. It is I am I'm so um uh taken by a few things you said, and I and I wanna go all the way back um to one thing you said about um across generations and I think that yes. is a very important um piece that <clears throat> excuse me makes perfect sense to me after hearing that because if the brain has been exposed uh, to trauma over generations, um, it Mm -hmm. must, in fact, the brain's um, uh, primary function is survival. Um, And so Mm -hmm. um, it's it's adjusting itself to survive. And so it it alters Mm -hmm. itself, and in some cases it alters itself in ways that are um are not necessarily in the cultural norm but it is certainly within the the what should happen because of the trauma that this the, the maybe a group of people are experiencing or a family is experiencing and then over time that gets passed down generation after generation and the brain is actually different because of that generational trauma that has been exposed uh, to the family or to absolutely. the individuals in, in the family tree, that absolutely is something that educators out there to understand um, for for policymakers and and the like out there to really grasp the implication of what you just said on the way we understand the way people make choices or what we perceive as choices.
0: Absolutely, Dr. Perkins, and I think that's the, that's the change that we're going to make. It's enough. Mm-hmm. We now understand that. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt that intergenerational trauma is inherited, and it's written into the brain. However, mm. I want to make another statement here that's really important. I want to make a change. I don't want to talk about the reasons why it's happened, because all of us mm-hmm. are traumatized yes. because we've been surviving for millions of years of history.
1: That's right. That's right. So mm-hmm.
0: I just want to make that statement, too, so oh, we absolutely. need to now heal together with the new knowledge mm-hmm. and it's not, it, and there's lots of places to talk about the reasons why all of this has happened. Yes. And my yes. job on the planet is to show people to draw a line in the sand and create a better life for themselves because only they are able to do that because, but we have to help them through the knowledge, but we can't take on everyone's pain. And I've learned that really yes. the hard way. But what I'm here to teach, and it's not to, And, like, there's so much forgiveness, and it's all... Like, I could... I think it's absolutely, undeniably disgusting what humans do to each other, and I'm going to just say mm-hmm. that. And I want to draw a line in the sand, because mm-hmm. tonight, today I'm here to talk to you about inspiration and hope and brain plasticity and the things I did for myself, and I didn't have a huge amount of trauma in my life. And I'm very, very... Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I'm a princess in this planet, so I (laughs) I cannot talk to other people's huge amount of intergenerational trauma that they've experienced, but one thing I can talk to is the effect it has on the brain. And also, you need to understand that, but there's only so far back you can go to dig into where it started. So, therefore, with yes. knowing that and not understanding where it's come from, but to know that you're very resilient and powerful because you're still alive, right? Mm-hmm. You've survived mm-hmm. it and you're alive. So, it means you're actually incredibly resilient. Mm-hmm. So, now, what mm-hmm. what to do next? How do we now tap into uh, that resilience and let the trauma die? How do we kill it off for the next generation? Because what you do today has an impact for three subsequent generations. So, you have the capacity to change it. And that's mm-hmm. what you're doing with this platform, right? That's why you become an educational mm-hmm. leader instead of being a chemist, is because you want yes. to make a change. Yeah. And that's why I'm a neuroscientist and why I'm doing a podcast. I also have a podcast, if anyone's interested, called Thriving Minds, because we want to make change. We don't want to live in the past because uh, everyone has something. and so But you yes. can't go back and change it, can we? But what we can do that's is right. understand, yep, it happened. Now what do we do about it? And how do we do that together as a community? How do we heal together? Because if we stay divided, the trauma stays imprinted and it keeps going on for hundreds of years.
1: On and on. Do you know what I mean? It's going to keep going.
0: And some people will die, some people won't, some people survive. But why can't we just lift all boats through education? That's what I love about education. And that's why I want to do it across a whole school that involves the youngest of people to the oldest of people and a community-wide effort. Um, because unless we make these changes, we're gonna st- just stay in trauma and adversity and um, mental health and illness because we do know trauma causes mental health. Ill- illness now, we know that. You know, so let's stop talking, talking about what we know and let's start um, tapping into the opportunity that the brain has for change. Do you know what I mean, and that's what, that's what I'm about. To be honest, absolutely. So yes, thank, and to, thank
1: you so yeah. much for for saying that because you know as I started out in the in the introduction of the podcast, I, I emphasize that it's solutions oriented. So you know we we acknowledge that this is the way it is, and so now what? So um, thank you so much, much for for placing it on um, and and. And the work that you're doing, Uh, for those of you who just joined us, we are having a great conversation with Dr. Selena Bartlett, um, who has joined us from Brisbane, Australia. Um, We've been talking about uh, neuroplasticity and neuroscience in our daily lives. Um, She has a book, Smashing Mindset, about training your brain um, to recharge, reinvent, and uh, reboot your life. Um, there's so, and also she mentioned about her podcast, an excellent, lot of great topics in talking about this. Um, other um, areas, I, there are a couple of other things I know. Um, we are we're almost out of time, but I, there are a few other things I do need to get to um, um, that I was so curious about, um, and I want you to tell people about this one as well. Um, there's another book. Uh, that's a guidebook that uh, Doctor Bartlett has, and it's called "Trace It to Erase It," and um, <laughs> and it's talking about tracing and other fun techniques to learn how to tap into brain power. Can you tell us a little bit about that that book that workbook?
0: Yes, so um, so it's just about training the brain. So the when you're tracing, so it's not coloring. In, but tracing of the lines and also getting, it also starts the brain healthy conversation as you start to talk with your family about how strong you are, how healthy your brain's becoming by doing these exercises every day. Um, they're basically activating the fine motor neurons, which are the neurons that go up to your prefrontal cortex, which is your premotor cortex. And it's in that area where you can improve your impulse control, you can actually start to rewire the impact that trauma has had on the brain And this is just a physical connection we're talking about. So I just want to emphasize, um, Dr. Perkins, that it's all about the physicality of the brain. That's what I'm into. And that's where we've got to start because we've got to prepare the brain to be stronger by doing exercises Mm -hmm. that build its strength and activate those new pathways we were talking about. And I've come to see my actual next book I'm currently writing, um, hopefully coming out this year, it's going to be called Brain Health Becomes Everyone's Business. And why I say that is because I believe that the brain is important For everybody to have one for themselves, to take ownership over their own brain, and then help their family take ownership. So at Thanksgiving, when people are sitting around, they're going to be talking about the exercises they're doing to keep and maintain their brain health, like they would talk about yoga, or they'd talk about their physical Mm -hmm. trainer, or they'd talk about learning a language. So I believe that where we're going next is we've got to start brain healthy conversations just like the one we're having right now
1: excellent excellent thank you so, and and so for your audience,
0: uh, if, if there's something mm-hmm. can I just say if there's something the audience wants to do tomorrow to make a start in this space is ha- start with a killer morning routine just start when the first thing when you wake up in the morning look out the window don't look at your phone um, think of three things you're grateful for just those two little things can make a start and now if you can't remember to do that every day then you understand why making change over generations is so difficult. Because if we can't remember to not look at our phone and look out the window as a first step and repeat every day, you can see why making brain change is so difficult. It's simple, it's just not easy to implement. But if you start with one thing every day and keep going, you'll see that you'll become stronger, healthier, and then you'll want to go and learn more and you'll start doing more for yourself and find things that resonate with you.
1: Excellent, excellent, thank you for that. I'm going to try that tomorrow morning myself, so um, I'm, I hope uh, there are people out there listening who will do the same. Um, you have so many great um, um, books and and um, uh, products, if you will, that um, I think are so useful in the just the for the layperson to apply neuroscience. And that's what you said. You, you want to help. You want yeah. to um, uh, be, be helpful in that sphere across the globe. And I think uh, you're doing great I, work I like to,
0: to make that and happen. And people can get access <laughs> to this. It doesn't cost a fortune. And you can listen to lots of other people, too, that are really experiencing and, and really putting this into practice. And I highly recommend that jumping onto podcasts is another great way to start to educate mm-hmm. yourself around things that you may not realize you don't know yet but are, that are out there. Um and sure. you know, empowering ourselves is the first step to make change.
1: Sure, sure. Well, Selena, we're out of time, but I I so enjoyed our conversation and I do want to share uh for people who may also you can go to um uh the uh, website. Do you want to give them your website address um, to look and you'll see yes, the books, um, the product? Yes,
0: yeah, so my website is um, prof, P-R-O-F, um, Selena S-E-L-E-N-A, Bartlett B-A-R-T-L-E-T-T um, dot com and you'll be able to see my podcast, which is called Thriving Minds. And that's free to anyone to see. There's no ads or anything. Um, and you can hear amazing stories from people. That, and because everyone's brains are so different, everyone needs something different. So you can learn about what people are doing there and learn the latest in research, et cetera. And I think that's the best place to start.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Excellent. And you will also see another book. I know everybody probably is out, uh, me plugging all your books, but I'm telling you, they you have a great collection and I have enjoyed them so much. Um, is the other one about uh, the Miggy Matters. Um, and that one. Yeah, that's one, my first one. Yeah. Yes, that's the one. Um it, it it has a subtitle of How to Train Your Brain to Manage Stress and Trim Your Body. And it's and and what what I love that you said about it is it, it's not a book about dieting. Um, so um it's no. great so if you're interested in learning more about that cuz I, I, you know a lot of us particularly now with um COVID oh, um for different reasons have been under stress. Um, you know, trying to manage jobs and balance work life, mm-hmm. um, um, and um, and so we 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 have issues that we have to uh, learn how to train our brain through, and so that's another one. But this is this is the website. There are a lot of great uh, products there, and so um, thank you so much again, Selena, for being. Here with us today, and we just um, we we applaud the work that you're doing. And uh, we're going to have to get you back in when you finish that other book. We're going to have to get you back in and uh, have you talk to us again uh, because the work you're doing is so so important. Um, and so for those think, of you yeah. who, uh, thank you. Go ahead.
0: I think, thank you, and I and by then I should also be able to give you some feedback on how well it's going across the school. <laughs>
1: Excellent. We'd love to hear that. Um, And so for those of you out there who have been with us, thanks for joining in. Again, um, our family of over 5,000 listeners every month uh, strong. Um, And so until next time, go well, stay well. Thank you very much.